Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. Uh, oh, my God. We've finally reached the end of the week. Uh, I feel like it only just happened. How did these things get away from me so quickly? Um, so, next week, we've got Chapter 4, The Village of the Angels. I've had a look at the trailer. Um, normally, I do like a little trailer recap here on our last episode of the week, but there's nothing really e- extra in it. Um, and then I thought, well, you know what? There's this new mid-season trailer, so I will do a recap of that one. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> just it's like a previously on recap of what we've already seen in the last three episodes. The only bit that we haven't really seen is Yaz in a straw hat, and there's so, looks like some sort of mummy, um, or not mummies, but you know, Egyptian tomb sort of business going on, um, which might be old mate digging under. <laughs> Underneath Liverpool, who keeps turning up in every episode, uh, Doctor Mutton Chops or whatever, whatever Rove called him. Um, so yes, this is very, very like. So there's not much for me to tell you from previews. Uh, now spoilers. I'm about to say the titles of the final two episodes of the series, uh, and I'm only saying these because they give nothing away. Um, chapter five is going to be called Survivors of the Flux. Uh, and here is the blurb. <laughs> this is like seriously the most obtuse blurbs you've ever heard. As the forces of evil mass, the Dr. Yaz and Dan face perilous journeys and seemingly insurmountable obstacles in their quest for survival. That could mean anything. Um, which I guess is just so we're not spoiled with anything. Uh, and check out this. Chapter six, are you ready, is called The Vanquishers, which sounds, you know, quite like the end of everything. Uh, in the final epic chapter of the story of the Flux, all hope is lost. 
The forces of darkness are in control. But when the monsters have won, who can you count on to save the universe? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it means nothing. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love writing, like, you know, you have, we have to write these kind of things when you work in television, because it's like, we well, don't want to give anything away, um, and if you, you have to submit these things months in advance, so they can go into those little electronic program guides and stuff, um, and yeah, like, it, it's like, well, that's what happens in an episode of Doctor Who, isn't it? There's, uh, all hope is lost, the forces of darkness are in control, uh, when the monsters have won, uh, who can you count on to save the universe? What I hope that means is more of the Fugitive Doctor, more Doctor Ruth. Um, so, going back to Matt's email from uh, yesterday's episode, uh, he said, you know, um, theories. He's got some theories. Uh, the woman the Doctor came up against towards the very end, I suspect that was all happening inside the spooky floating house that we glimpsed earlier in last week's episode. Ooh, the one that he thought was Lung Barrow. If it is indeed the Doctor's ancestral home, then that could be her mum. I certainly hope it's not another Doctor, or it could be old Tic-Tac-Toe or whatever she was called. (laughs) Bill being pregnant, is that significant or just juvenile trying even harder to make us care about someone? Um, Could the baby be someone? Are Belle and Vinda the Doctor's parents? Oh, Matt sent me this this email immediately after watching the show so he had not heard the Justin Hamilton episode so this is exciting thank you Matthew what a big bombshell um Daniel uh has sent me a DM and says I'm up to Tuesday's podcast so I'm not sure if there's more theories about Bell and Vinda who knows I think this podcast is now timey-wimey as well um I see how they could be the Doctor's parents, but I was getting river vibes from Belle. Sassy, good with a gun, likes devices, texting a boy, winking face, exploding head emoji. (laughs) Um, But also, I do like the idea of the Doctor's dad being stuck at Outpost Rose way before the Ninth Doctor met Rose Tyler, as opposed to the Outpost being named after Rose. Yeah, that's probably a better theory. (laughs) That outpost Rose is like why the Doctor was kind of like, oh, I've met someone called Rose. She's important to me because of something my dad told me once. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a crazy theory. I love it. Uh, Damo in the uh, Adam Richard Has a Theory Facebook group says, I can't stop thinking about the theory of the timeless fetus. (laughs) The timeless fetus. Oh, my God, I love it. Perhaps it's going somewhere completely different, but it feels just right. Um, also, Fugitive Doctor spinoff. Joe Martin is so good. Look, you, she is amazing. There has to be a Joe Martin Doctor Who, like, series or, like, a whole episode or, like, it's, yeah, whatever you can manage. Like, if we can manage as fans <laughs> of Star Trek to talk them into making an entire series with Captain Pike because... Ooh, Space Daddy. Um, then, <laughs> then surely, surely we can, we can you know, browbeat the BBC into creating an entire spin-off series of the Joe Martin Doctor. Which is like, I kept thinking, why hasn't she turned up at Big Finish? And I'm like, oh, Chibnall's got more in store for her. And maybe Russell T Davis will in the future. Who knows? It's very, very exciting. Um, <laughs> Jack uh, in the Facebook group has a theory. Uh, he says, okay, hear me out. 
Remember that convoluted plot arc where River killed the Doctor and he was really in one of those robot bodies of himself and at some stage the Doctor also had to reboot the universe? My theory is the passenger is going to be used in a similar fashion, either as a way of housing heaps of people to reboot the universe post-flux or as a prison for Baron Von Fancy Pants and his sister. Also, Swarm kind of looks like a Fabergé egg, like a bedazzled version of the Master. Would have loved to see him in the 70s fighting Pertwee. The costume would have been so, so bad. It would have been great. (laughs) Um, Peter, uh, Patreon Peter, not... Earth 1, text Peter, whatever he's calling himself. Earth 2, Peter. Um, has said, uh, having watched episode 3 for the second time at last and having listened to the other Theory podcast episodes, here's my view. I love the theory that Gat and Lee are the other two with Doctor and the Doctor and Carvanista. I think Yaz is Gat because she gets called she by the others, whereas Dan gets called a dog, which we find out later is Carvanista. That's a lovely tie-in that Dan is Carvinist as human, even though the depths of through the depths of time they're connected. I did notice when we first go to the Doctor's lost memories, not only did the Doctor have a dark jacket on, the three of them holding guns like the fugitive Doctor had when she became the Doctor again and faced Gat. I had a theory during the episode that Belle was in love with the Doctor, but I obviously got that wrong. I'm not sure about the theory that Belle and Binder's baby is, is the Doctor. They're from this universe, and they know what a TARDIS is. Oh, yeah. Um... But we now know the timeless child is from a different universe. My theory is that Orsok, who's named in the credits only, oh, the woman at the end who says the flux was designed for the Doctor, is actually from the timeless child's universe. Ooh. Time Lords were not meant to interfere, but only observe. But the Doctor certainly does interfere, so it seems right that anyone else watching this universe would see their impact on time, whereas the other Time Lords just blended into the background. Oh, that is a good theory. I like that. Um, my theory is that the timeless child got kicked out of their universe for some reason, had their memory wiped and placed into our universe where she was found by a tech town, tiki-tiki-data. When the doctor was kicked out of the division, once again, they were turned into a child and had their memory wiped and became the first doctor. Ooh. Addendum, if Carvanista knows the doctor from the doctor's fugitive days, why is he trying to kill her and Yaz at the start of episode one? I suspect Carvanista has also had a bit of a memory wipe going on uh, and doesn't remember anything. Because there was something when the Doctor asked him about the Division, he's like, I can't answer anything about the Division. And I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't know. Um, Kendall has said, not a theory. Uh, I have to say I'm really enjoying the format of Doctor Who Flux so much. It's like watching classic Who again. All we need now is for there to be a new episode five days per week. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? How many, how many, <laughs> how many theory podcasts would I have to do? <laughs> And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it daily, because it's like the old Doctor Who shows. But, you know, I can't really do cliffhangers here with just my voice. Um, Speaking of just my voice, uh, James has sent us through a scene. uh, So I'm going to try and do this, but it's going to be a nightmare. Um, The Doctor, Yaz, Dan and Vinda float in the time storm. The Doctor yells something about trying to hold everything together, but there is quite a lot going on and it's hard to follow. One by one, the fam are sucked out of the time storm. Scene. The briefing room, one of Sheffield's less fashionable police stations. Various police are gathered in the room, including Yaz, Dan and Vinda. Dan is wearing uh, (laughs) a well-pressed uniform. Yaz is in a nicotine-stained sports jacket like she's blown in from life on Mars. Vinda is wearing jeans and a shirt. Dan, hey, hey, always wanted to be a policeman. Uh, my accent work is terrible. Um, Yaz, wait, I remember this. Oh, my God, Dan, you're me. Dan, I'm what? Who are you then? Yaz, burps loudly, smells it and has a dawning realisation. I don't want to talk about it. Vinda just sits there looking good. Swipe right on Vinda, as the saying goes. 
<laughs> the doctor walks in wearing a dark coat, which is adorned with badges. Some might even be police badges. She carries a pointy stick. The doctor. Right then, fam, her team. I've been thinking about this whole flux thing and I have a theory. <laughs> Pay attention. He's written flux with two O's. <laughs> I have to do the accent. This is going to get meta. Now, what's your name? Tell us about this snake fella. Vinda. He's suave, talks and acts like a mobster, even though he's in charge of pretty much everything. Dark hair with a pale streak, doctor. And played by that cotton bloke from Line of Duty. Who's got the cotton file? Yaz, realising that the, the detective barjas that she's occupying has it. Oh, me, apparently. He's a detective involved in all sorts of shenanigans, nicknamed Dot After Dot Cotton from EastEnders. Doctor, exactly, named After Dot Cotton. Now, her PC Omara's theory that the serpent was an homage to Maxwell Sheffield, but as a proud member of Sheffield FC, I was having none of that. So I dug deeper. I took a, It took a while, and then it hit me. The serpent and his streak aren't a reference to Max or to Cotton. They really point to Dot Cotton from EastEnders. She often had a pale streak through her hair. PC Khan, you have the cotton file. Yaz starts to talk, but Dan, as other Yaz, cuts in. That's right, boss. And I have to say, I'm a big fan. I think that June Brown, who plays her, is brilliant. I've seen her in all sorts of things. <laughs> the Doctor. Including the time she played Lady Eleanor in The Time Warrior. She's very excited now. Somehow a pin-up board with red string and photos has become involved. Such a great woman. Lady Eleanor. Help me when I have my first run-in with the Sontarans. <laughs> There's an audible gasp around the room at this. Someone mutters, weren't they those spudheads from Liverpool? Oi, says Dan. <laughs> the doctor. Sontarans, I know. But then I thought, nah, that's too obvious. And besides, Sontarans are too thick. So I looked closer at who was working for Lady Eleanor. And that's when it hit me. One guy, Hal the Archer, knew his way, way around a probic vent, that lad. And who played Hal? That's right, Jeremy Bullock, who also played, all of them gasp, Boba Fett, bounty hunter for the Empire. The doctor... Exactly. So it stands to reason that this whole plan is the work of the Dark Emperor himself, Palpatine. General consternation ensues. Stormtroopers burst into the room and drag the Doctor away. Yazdan and Vindron once again flung into the time stream. Doctor, don't worry fam, I'll find you. That was ridiculous. <laughs> and I forgot which accent I was doing at each point, which point. So I just did my voice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. <laughs> more theories, more thoughts. Please send them all through. I would love them. And uh, we will be having a very special guest for part four, The Village of the Angels, on Monday. Cal Wilson will be joining us. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Uh, so, yes, please join me Monday. Uh, I'll be doing a recap straight after the episode. And then if you're on Patreon, Monday night, I'll have Cal Tuesday morning for everyone else. Um, this episode has gone for about 14 hours. Uh, <laughs> all right. See Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.